Hello dear friends, it's Carly and welcome back to another episode of the I Learned Podcast. I am so excited to be making one of these. I cannot believe how long it's been and I think that's just because I make a lot of YouTube videos these days. So if you're not paying attention to my YouTube channel, there's a lot of stuff going on over there week to week and more coming this summer after I'm done with the contract that I'm working on right now, um, a project that I am almost halfway through and I have about eight weeks left of doing that and it's going really well and very satisfying on a number of levels but that is not what we're here to talk about on this episode i really wanted to come in here and tell a story like i usually do about spiritual business starting a spiritual business running a spiritual business some of the factors that go into that how to get started, all of those kinds of things. And the reason, there's there's actually two. One is that I absolutely freaking adore what I do. I love, 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 love my work. So if, and the second reason, this is really the clutch, I do believe that there are people in my sphere who have gravitated to hear what I'm saying who could easily be doing what I'm doing right now. And so I want to talk about that gap between recognizing that maybe this is something that you want, or maybe you've considered that you would love to do natal chart readings or give tarot readings or make YouTube videos or start a podcast or a blog, or you have a message inside of you, you have something that you want to say. And that's so, so powerful as far as following that, seeing where it leads, because it's only ever going to unfold, I think, one step at a time. So if we don't ever start from where we are, then we don't really ever get there because all we're ever going to really manifest is the one step at a time part, not the, the quantum leap to, okay, everything is built and established and this is definitely something that helped me get started is one of the pieces is like managing your own expectations around what is it even that you're doing and what, how long does that take and what are your goals with it? What are your expectations as far as the outcomes that you think are going to happen along this path? And basically like really spending some time with your intention around why do you want to do this? And if it's because my heart won't leave me alone about it, then my goodness, like how quickly can we carve a path in your physical life to get you to doing something, at least like the first few steps, you know? And that's what I wanted to talk about here is like really, really how easy it is to get started. You could get started right now, half an hour from now, you could be going. So this is, this is the point of this episode is like, I feel like <sighs> there are so many of you who are ready, who are like on the verge. And I'm kind of hoping that this is like a push, like a push to jump, jump, you know, like if it's been in you for a while, the only way to move it forward is to go ahead and jump, to go ahead and start. And 
So managing our expectations, let's talk about that for just a little bit. So how long is it going to take? What's going to happen? For this, I am (laughs) trying to kind of just feel my way through this conversation because it really is, it's an energy all its own. I just finished meditating for like 45 minutes, which is something brand new for me. Also not what we're here to talk about, but this energy rose up from inside that space and it wants to be said. So I think that when we have desires, when we have things that our heart wants, that like we are being called to haunted even with this experience or this, I mean, you don't even really have to say it's a goal. It's more like something that doesn't exist in your physical life and you, you kind of wish it did, or you maybe really wish it did. It depends. Um, so like anytime we have something like that, I genuinely believe that the actual thing that we want has absolutely nothing to do with it other than it gives us an excuse that makes us move forward because we're so excited about X that it gets us to walk ahead on the path that like giving us the physical representation to shoot for is just a way to build our own excitement so that we can overcome our own fear that like really the only thing standing in our way is our own fear and that excitement about what's on the other side about like actually what is it that you want to do and that's why when your heart is being called eventually eventually you'll face your fear eventually you know when you fall in love hard enough you face your fears because the love you can't not go there you have to so This is what we're doing. We're trying to build our excitement such that we're able to face our fears. And that process, I think, is why we want anything to begin with. I think it all comes down to how can we get ourselves through our path of least resistance. Abraham calls the path of least resistance the same thing as the path of most fun, the path of greatest ease, the path of most joy, the path of greatest allowing the path of least resistance. It's all the same thing. So it's like that. It's like, how can we move forward? Because again, I think it kind of boils down to a really core situation, which is I believe we as humans came here to do like the next stage of our evolution, like whatever that is, we're all on our own path. And so we incarnated to do the next stage of our evolution and evolution basically is just moving forward. It's like, just don't be where you were yesterday, like go somewhere else, (laughs) just do the next thing. It doesn't even matter what the next thing is necessarily, as long as it's different and new and something that you're expanding. And so that is really the point. So our desire, like back back now full circle, our desire to share this message or follow the call of our heart. We are being called through the path of least resistance. Source is is beckoning us by talking directly to our heart. That's what happens when we're falling in love is that spirit's communicating with our heart and basically our higher self gets on the wheel and starts driving because when you fall in love like that with with your work, with someone else, with a new hobby, with anything. When you fall in love like that, that's your highest self driving the steering wheel or guiding the steering wheel of like where your time and attention is flowing. And so that's like really, really core to this whole process. 
and it may not sound related, it may sound way too general to be talking about spiritual business, but I think this is where we manage our expectations around what is it that you're getting into here? Because what you're getting into is a path of your own resistance. That shit is real, you know? Like any unhealed shit that you're carrying, that resistance that you're carrying, it's scattered along your path. How did it get there? You put it there through the life experience that you've lived so far or through past life experiences sometimes. And so the resistance is on the path, period. Doesn't matter if you're answering the call of your heart or doing what you should do, quote unquote. By the way, when you do what you should do, that's basically the path of most resistance. So like when you're on your path of should, you're on your path of like, here's my here's who I am expected to be by society or my parents or my partner or whatever, that's the path of most resistance. That's the path of you're going to meet so much more of your own pain and suffering on that path versus let's say you did open a spiritual business and you start offering readings and making videos or whatever it looks like for you. And on that path, there will also be resistance. There will, but it's so much less. So that is an important piece, I think, if along the lines of managing expectation is that, you know, when I go into business for myself, when I'm my own boss, when there's no longer coworkers to rattle my chain or a boss to bark down my neck or, you know, once I am free of that situation, then it'll be clear sailing and I'll be good to go. No, because every bit of what's going on at your job where it's not cool, that's all a reflection of what's going on inside of you. If you were different, your job would reflect something different. So when you leave a job to go work for yourself, you take yourself with you. And you manifest all of that same discomfort and agitation and frustration and whatever. The, the circumstances look different, but you're feeling the same thing because that was inside of you the whole time. So also what is happening when our heart is calling us forward, our love for something is what is guiding us. It's like it's more worth it to move forward. To The resistance is bearable. It's a challenge that's solvable. You know, maybe it is an emotional hit in the moment, the resistance, the, it doesn't feel good. It's, it's uncomfortable by nature. That's why it's resistance. But it's a drop in the bucket when you really have perspective of like, it really is the path of least resistance. There, there, it's as easy as it can possibly be for you when you're following the call of your heart. When you're on that path, the universe shows up to make it as smooth and easy as possible and to deliver your lessons and to bubble wrap the resistance so that you're still meeting it, you're still facing it, but you're also full of love and connection to this call that's coming through your heart from your highest self, your highest self that's really just an extension of source energy. So when we're on that path of being called, there is resistance, there is shadow work, there is, like, for example, when I very first started out, the clients that I manifested um, in my practice where I was offering natal chart readings, I'm going to say 95% of them, they showed up and they were on fire with how much they were resonating with what I was saying. 
which was such a powerful manifestation to go from, I don't, I don't talk to anybody other than like maybe one or two friends at that point. And that's the only place that I'm offering like my interpretation or whatever my spiritual perspective at all is just in these couple friendships. And then in a few months of doing, you know, 50, 60 readings of like, I started for free. That's how I booked so many so fast. I offered a free 30 minute natal chart reading. I'm a baby. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to read your chart and I'm going to tell you some stuff and we're going to see what you think about that and see what else comes up in the conversation. And so I did 50 or 60 free 30 minute readings over Zoom um, over the course of a few months. And then I was charging for readings. I was selling um, 90 minute readings. And so that, that period of doing the free readings, like for me, that's how you start. If you're wanting to work one-on-one -on -one with people, like if that's a direction that your heart feels called to explore that, offering free readings where, you know, when the person's not paying for it, it just costs their time. There is a really good chance that if you explain to them, like I'm a beginner and I'm looking for a couple guinea pigs who will let me try on this hat and see like what it feels like to walk into this space. Um, would you be willing to, to let me practice on you? Almost everybody is going to say yes. Everybody's up for that. I mean, especially when you've reached this point of readiness, like the universe wants to give you people who basically, like I'm saying, 95% of them were like showing up and needing to hear exactly what I said. You know, I think a common piece that we hold ourselves back with is I don't know enough yet. I think that was me. That was definitely a bell that rang in my head pretty often was I'm not ready because I don't know enough. I, there's so many people out there who know so much more than me. I've only been studying for, you know, this short period of time. Look how many decades these other people have of how, you know, I, oh my gosh, I'm just not enough yet. And when I've, when I finally like, okay, no, I, I want to do this. I'm excited enough about astrology to want to talk to people about their specific chart. I believe in how powerful these charts are and how much, value you can really get in terms of self-reflection and seeing yourself in a more compassionate way, organizing your understanding of yourself into more like, these are my superpowers. These are my gifts. How can I hone my talent versus, you know, how do I fix myself? How do I overcome my weaknesses? I don't subscribe to that like at all. So yeah, I wanted, I felt so strongly about helping people to connect with that view of themselves that I, I was willing to do it for free because I was so excited just to get to do it. And so those free readings at the beginning, 95% of those people who showed up, they didn't need me to know 100%. They needed, like this is the power of the universe and law of attraction and how everything gets matched up and all of that, especially when you're on the internet and it's like an endless, infinite, well, not really, but like, huge, huge pool of the ways that the universe can bring the things together because the people who showed up, they needed the exact 5% understanding that I had already gathered. And as I've been giving readings now for about a year and a half, it's like, as I learn more, 
as I have a deepening of my own understanding, the people who show up in my next session, that is the exact answer <laughs> that they needed to hear. It's like anybody out there who is going through what I'm going through right now, they book a session with me and then I share the healing that I'm doing on my path and that happens to have a nugget in it for them. That's how my experience has been. So you don't have to know 100% of everything to have even just 1% that somebody else doesn't have. That even just that one, half of fucking just like 0.1 of 1% can make such a huge, huge, I'm talking one word. You can make a huge difference in someone's day-to-day -day experience. So the whole, I don't know enough yet, that's a story that I invite you to begin unraveling it. You know, it's not something typically that you're going to just like all of a sudden snap out of that. Um, maybe that's why we talk about raising our excitement and getting really excited for what you're doing, because eventually the excitement takes over and the fear is so small in comparison with the excitement. And then you get like a really nice transit on your chart where you're like extra lit up and confident that day. And bam, that's the little bit that you need to push yourself over the top and like do the fucking thing. Like that's exactly what happened with my podcast. So how I got started on my podcast, I use right now, like I'm using an app called Anchor. Download that out of the app store. I'm pretty sure it's available for iPhone and Android. It's totally free. You download it and then like you open the app, you click plus and then you click the plus sign again and you're recording. And that's going to get you an audio file that then you can edit it. It's pretty straightforward, a little clunky, especially if you're doing it on your phone, but it's totally user friendly, um, very simple and easy to use. And then you write a description and you publish it. And Anchor pushes it out automatically for you to all of the places where podcasts can be heard. So Spotify and on and on and on, all the different ones. So that for me is super easy. Maybe someday I'll switch to a different one, but that's why I use Anchor is because I find it to be incredibly straightforward and easy to use. And it was actually a friend of mine who had found Anchor and started her own podcast. So I was told, okay, here's Anchor and blah, blah, blah. And so I downloaded it and I like got in there and made sure you could change the name. And so I just kind of put like, this is my podcast and I didn't have a name for it yet. And I didn't do anything with it. And that app sat on my phone for like, I don't know, probably four or five weeks. And in that time, I just got so excited about the messages that I would get to share through this podcast, that there was just so much that I wanted to talk about. And I was just so excited and that's when like it was probably about three weeks before I started the podcast that I got the idea to name it I learned and I got that idea and I really fell in love with it because that's basically what this podcast is and I could tell that that's what it was going to be about was like here's all the cool shit that I've learned along the path that has helped that has made a difference in my world let me share those things with you for free let me tell you about them all kinds of resources, all kinds of documentaries, like anything and everything that I find fun to learn about and that has mattered in my journey, I'm going to share it through this I Learned podcast. And that got me excited enough um, to put a page up on my idea wall 
uh, idea wall. Like I just have these giant stickies. They're like 3M post-its, but like easel board size. And I put those up on my wall. And so I drew, I learned that's actually the logo of the podcast. If you're listening on a podcast streaming service and not YouTube, but anywho, um, what was I saying? That's what happens when you get going. Yeah, so I wrote, I learned in the middle, and then I just started writing all the fun things that I've learned that I would want to make an episode about. That was another piece that personally for me felt like it stood in my way early on, um, or like before I started, back when I thought, you know, what if I start and then I run out of material? I run out of things to say, and then what? Then what happens? And because of that, because I, that really, when you think about it, this was just another way that I told myself, I don't know enough yet. What if I run out of material? So beware of that maybe more than anything, not just my two that I'm saying, but like how many different forms that one story can take when they, when like your brain and your ego start talking to you, your ego, by the way, is just trying to protect you, just trying to keep you safe because it knows It knows what I talked about earlier in this episode where the path contains resistance. You know, like there are things that are going to come up that will hurt you along the path of opening your spiritual business. And I don't mean to sound ominous about it, but I do mean to say when you move forward at all with any kind of growth and evolution, the resistance is there and it pokes at you. And so that's where the shadow work piece comes in. And that's where like the self-compassion work comes in. And so another piece that I wanted to talk about as far as getting started um, with readings is I use a site called Square. And again, it's totally free to set up your Square site and relatively straightforward to set up your booking site so that you have a link where basically behind the scenes you can set what is your availability. Like for example, on mine right now, I'm only offering individual readings on three Saturdays a month. So three days a month, I have this five hour window where people can schedule a session if they want to. And you can also tell it like only schedule one appointment a day or You have to book out two extra hours after a session. So that tells you if there's time to schedule another one or there's all kinds of ways that you can train it, how to let people schedule. And then you don't have to do that like back and forth over email with them, which is totally how I did it at the very beginning. I just emailed back and forth with the people who were willing to be my guinea pig. And we decided on a date and a time. I sent them a Zoom link and we hopped on there when it was time. That's something I'll say about Zoom is you can use it for free if you only have one other person on the Zoom with you. So it's just like a one-on-one conversation. I'm pretty sure it's free unlimited time in that setting. Now, if you were going to host a group event, um, which is also something that's pretty easy to do, you just would have to buy Zoom. And I, off the top of my head, I want to say it's like a maybe $150, $200 a year to buy a Zoom membership. So you can see like if you're charging for readings, they get, I mean, Zoom gets paid for pretty quickly. Um, I will say that about group events, which was like a whole nother route where I met a lot of people who ended up buying my individual sessions where I would host the group event for free or for like $10 or $20. And then they had the option to follow up and buy 
a full session where it was just that person and I one-on-one. So the group events, I do that through meetup and meetup costs, I want to say around $200 a year, like 96 every six months, I think. And so again, it's probably paying for itself depending on how many new people you're able to meet. And through there, you can tell it if this is an in-person event or a Zoom event. So again, I've only ever really done stuff through Zoom or online. And that, in my opinion, makes it that much easier to get started. Because again, I think, especially when you spend any kind of time on the internet, there are most likely going to be people who will want to be your guinea pig. And that's where maybe last but not least, I want to talk about the 5% of other people who showed up. You know, we went all in depth about these 95% who show up and they resonate and they're glowing and they just freaking love it and they eat it up and they're just, they just can't get enough. And like, that's most of the time what happens. And that's because source loves us and that's great. And then the other 5% of the time, that's the path of least resistance. That's you manifesting a client every once in a while who shakes you up a little bit, who pushes your buttons, who holds up a mirror and shows you something a little bit different, you know, like, like they're not satisfied with the reading, you know, like they, they did not like it. They vehemently, is that a word? I think so. I don't think I've ever said it out loud before, but it kind of rolled off the tongue. So we're going to go with it. They did not like it. And at that point in the moment, that's a really, it's a really awkward moment. You know, my, my philosophy is like, if that's how anybody feels, if they feel like they did not have a good experience, hundred percent refund automatically, period. Like, I'm not going to argue with you about whether or not you deserve a refund. If you feel like you paid me and you did not get the value that you paid for, then you get a refund, period. And the reason I feel that way is because 95% of the people who see me walk away glowing. They walk away uplifted and activated. And I will say that especially, well, lately, I haven't really been doing individual sessions for a whole nother reason. I've been focusing on YouTube where I'm offering content for free because that's what has felt aligned lately. And even now, as I bring back individual sessions, I still, like I said, I only opened up three days a month to be able to do those so that I can focus my, my time and my energy on the content that I'm doing for free that everyone has access to. Um, so yeah, even those clients that you might manifest or the, the people who are crabby on your YouTube comments or, you know, whatever the manifestation ends up being where there will be moments along the path where someone has negative feedback and that that's actually helpful, that it can point you in the right direction. It can tell you something about something, (laughs) you know, how, how clear is that? One example, let me tell you this. So that is how I have come to set my prices. Um, I know I said last but not least, but obviously we're going to blow right past that. So I got one more thing on prices and maybe then some more. We'll see. Um, but how do I set my prices? So like I said, when I started, I started with totally free. Because like, I don't have a freaking clue if I'm going to add something valuable to your life or not. So I wouldn't know where to begin to price the value that I'm going to give you. So I start for free. I do it 
long enough to where I am, I'm pretty much finding my rhythm inside of a session where I feel like in those last ones that I did for free, I opened the Zoom, I welcomed the person, I gave my spiel, we looked at the chart, they had a good experience, and it was like, okay, this seems like a cycle that I can repeat. This seems like a something like of a target that I can hit consistently. I can consistently deliver a good experience. And that is where I switched to a 90 minute session. I had been doing free 30 minute sessions. So I switched to a 90 and set the 90 minute at $55. And for quite a while, I continued to offer the free 30 minute session. Because again, at that point, my main priority more than making money off of it was to get good at it, <laughs> was to get get good at my freaking craft. I'm over here honing my craft, okay? Like, will you come over here and let me hone my craft with you, please? Okay, I, you don't have to pay me. You're paying me with your time and attention and letting me practice on you. So even after I started charging $55 for the 90-minute readings, I still was doing some free readings for people who hadn't had a session for me yet and several of those, like some people went straight to the 90 minute session and bought that. And other people, like I converted several of the free 30 minute sessions into, they then followed up and booked a full 90 minute session, which they paid full price for. Um, another nice feature through square is that you can turn on the ability for your customers to add tips. So like, as far as, okay, you charge $55, then they can select that they want to give you a $10, $20, $30 tip on top of that. And then when they pay with their credit card, it's giving you whatever they tipped you plus the rate. And then Square is free because they're going to take a percentage. They keep like 2.9% or whatever it is of every transaction that comes through and then deposit the rest into whatever account you tell it to. So yeah, pricing. That that was where I started was 55 for 90 minutes and how I had come up with that. Like, you know, at that point when you're setting your first price, I feel like that is step one in this path of least resistance. When you have to put a price on your spiritual gifts, it will provoke your shadow. It calls into question your sense of self-worth. It says how valuable is your time? You know, like depending on what your craft is, um, like if you're doing natal chart readings, for example, or tarot readings, you may buy software programs or tarot decks or whatever, but your cost is pretty minimal compared to how many readings that then allows you to do. Like my, my software cost me like $11 one time. And now I'm able to do readings for the rest of my life. So, you know, and probably I'll buy different software at different times just to continue learning just for fun. But you see what I'm saying. So when you don't have a cost to these sessions, how much do you charge? And that comes back to, well, what is your time worth? And that comes back to, what are you worth? And that's a big question, kind of a scary question. That's probably the hardest one as far as like how to move into your spiritual business. And again, that's where I go back to a default of start with offering your services for free. Get some confidence because you've done it enough times that you know you can hit your rhythm. You know you can hit your target. You've done it 60 times. You've like 95% success rate 60 times. Like I think I could charge money for this. 
I can add value on demand to a person by looking at their natal chart. I can do that. So, and you don't know if you can until you try. So that's where getting you some guinea pigs for free can really help. And then over the last year and a half, my rate has steadily increased. And there have been lots of different factors and pieces along the way. as far as why I've adjusted my rate at any given time. Um, and I think, again, it kind of goes back to your overall expectations and like, why are you doing this? And what is, what is it that you hope to achieve by what you're doing? And, you know, it's taken me a year and a half to get to the clarity where I am right now, but this is the one I'm going to tell you about is this most recent price change I've gone through where now on my site, one hour session costs $250. And obviously <laughs> that's a little bit of a hike from where I started a year and a half ago. But the main reason for that is because I've also left 90% of my time open to put towards creating content that can potentially touch thousands, if not millions of people. So when I take myself out of creating content for the collective, you better believe the other person is going to pay to access that energy. If they're going to get it all to themselves, like it's going to cost money because I'm over here trying to give it away to the collective. So I have come to see my value in a very different way. And all of that has come from the path of least resistance, the path of some resistance. I have, I've manifested clients where like, you know, this sounds terrible, but you're sitting in the session and you're like, I cannot believe I only charged $10 for this. Like that was, that was where I stopped doing individual readings for several months. I didn't offer them at all because I was in a push of like, I really wanted to get even more experience with my individual sessions. And so I decided to offer a March special rate where you could get like a 30 minute, 60 minute or 90 minute session. And the prices were like 11, 22 and $33. And by the end of that month, I had burnt myself out so bad because I was now giving away my services at a price that did not, it wasn't equal to the energy and value that I knew I was providing compared to that person's buy-in. Now that they only paid $11 to be here, it's just, it's so different when the person pays for it and that it matches the energy that you're putting forth. And I think keeping those things equal is how you avoid burnout. And so like for me to just boil that down, it's like my top priority is making free content that thousands, if not millions of people are going to access. And on three days out of the month, I open myself up to make a little revenue because living's not free. You know, I got a mortgage to pay and I dogs to feed and all of that good stuff. So I also, I heard a quote recently that I'll end with and just kind of plant this little seed is it goes, let 20% of your work equal 80% of your income. 20% of your work equal 80% of your income. Because here's what's happened as I've 
as I raised my rate to this, what I thought was ridiculous. I thought I was pricing myself out. I thought, you know, yeah, I'll keep those three Saturdays a month open, but they'll just end up being extra days off because who the hell is going to book a session for that much money? And the universe has since proven to me multiple times that that price point is not a problem. It's not a problem. No, that's fine. No big deal. We're going to just, thanks. Thank you for opening back up and offering individual sessions because there are people who want to hear from you. There are people who appreciate your one-on-one specific reflection and that there is a market for that. And that's why I think like, you know, it doesn't matter how much you charge. It doesn't matter how many times you offer it for free or if you offer it for free well after you're charging. Like I still join sessions with people for free sometimes every once in a while, if my soul moves me to do that, because again, it's not about the money. It's about literally the joy of getting to offer my spiritual gifts. And the only reason we charge for those gifts is because we're human. We're physical. We have physical needs one. So we need money, but two, there's only a finite amount of energy. And very quickly, I'm sure you'll run into a lot of the same roadblock that I had, which was basically there's more demand for my services than I have time to offer them. And so like at that point, yeah, it no longer makes sense to give this away for free. That's how you get burned out. So we're really just trying to keep the energy equal so that we can keep ourselves in a good high frequency where we feel like we're exchanging energy with other people. We're not giving it away such that now we have to replenish ourselves or we risk running out of gas if we don't stop and replenish ourselves. So I hope, I hope this helps. I hope there was something in there that maybe jiggles something loose as far as how easy and accessible it really is to get started in your spiritual business. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to me at owningauthenticity.com. No, no, no. Yep, that's my website. <laughs> and then the email is owningauthenticity at gmail.com. So yes, please holler at me if you have any questions at all or any clarification that I can offer as a part two to this, I would be happy to do so if it helps you to find your way onto the path of answering the call of your heart. Until next time, dear friends, you take such good care of yourselves. And so will I.